How can you not be excited on a Tuesday night? The little glass of nice brown Irish whiskey. Little Mary J. Blige for the lovely Mary J. Blige. Sounds so good. You did you you did a little bit of turning of the knobs there, and it it made yeah. it made the music pop a little bit better. Well, the poker tables might wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> they certainly, they certainly do not. Not on Tuesday nights. Not for the Audible for Tim Strachan and Kevin Ricca. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is part two of our State of the Town. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good to wrap up in our in part two of State of the Town. We, we obviously we've talked about the Redskins. We're not going to stop talking about them. They're part of the. They're part of the equation. And I they're, thought they're a big part of the. Town. They're a big part of the big part of the town. And we saved kind of a really cool aspect of the Redskins. So we're not going to touch on every aspect of the Redskins. But uh, we did just hire two coordinators, which are very important pieces of a franchise, and certainly um, you know very key cogs of the engine uh, that drives the, the most important sports team in this town. So uh, we, we just lost a good one in McVay, who we think is good. He's 30 years old. I um, love that. We just lost a good one about a 30-year-old. <laughs> I mean, he's, he could no, have no, like... it's perfect. He, he, he could have... It. He could have seven jobs. He could. Yeah. Have, he, he could be. He, I mean, he could. He, could, he's he, he may be back here yeah. someday. Yeah. He's no, pretty yeah. special. I'm not, I, mean, I hope he does well. We knew we were going to lose him. That's all I'm saying. He uh, enjoyed his time because here because he's tremendous. Oh, the shout outs he gave back. When was the last time a coach that left our coaching umbrella went elsewhere and spoke about his time and what it meant to him? And he was talking about us. That's it, man. And what he said was unreal. Yeah. It was amazing. It was class act. It was sharp. Well, I, I, and I didn't think I would be saying this about a franchise that just um, lost a coach that I once uh, thought very highly of, very highly of. He'll, Jeff Fisher, obviously, he has his record, and um, he, he still has a history of doing some good things in football. He, he lost me and many Redskins fans um, with the way he handled things. Uh, I've, I've said – Oftentimes, I have a great mustache. I hate that. Horrible. About him. Um, over the years, being a Redskins fan, you knew year in and year out you were going to play the St. Louis Rams because typically we were at the bottom of the NFC East. They were at the bottom of the NFC West. Um, that's how NFC opponents. That's why you know. That's why Peyton Manning plays Tom Brady. You know. Uh, every year because they're they're the best and the first place mm-hmm. plays first place. So we we were always playing St. Louis. We were always playing in St. Louis. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, God, that place always was had so, a bad feel. So depressing. It was like dark. It was like turn the lights on. Why wouldn't you turn the lights on in that place? Um, so glad they left that stadium. It's the worst place in the world to play. The worst feeling I ever had about playing a terrible team that was probably going to beat us on any given Sunday. God, the greatest show on turf though was a pretty awesome thing to watch. An experience. It was awesome. It was a great time. Vermeil. If you're, yeah, exactly. If I was going to say, let McVay. If you're just a pure football fan. It was, following it was that. An awesome time. How could I? I'm Sorry, so disappointed, Jeff Fisher. No, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did because because I think that McVay does have the opportunity to be uh, the kind of coach, for example, that uh, Vermeil. I mean, Vermeil came into one of the worst teams ever. I mean, one of the worst situations you could find. I mean, he did whip those guys into shape. Different time, different method, different whatever. But that you, it, it is possible. It could only get better from where they are. Yeah. You know? Well, McVay's going to have a lot of responsibilities outside of being head football coach of the 
L.A. I mean, he's in L.A. Rams. 30-year-old that guy's guy, in LA. you know, pretty God. decent brain. You know, he's kind of a forward thinker, charmer. I got two know? words for you, Kevin Ricca, Talk and I say me. this in the... Tell me, Kevin. I'm try- in the most respectful and, and uh, you know... Yes, Ken, if I was 30 in L.A. He is nice, going to be a nice porn star. Suit. He is going to be a porn star. <laughs> I mean, I, I just... He, I, I think he's going to be pretty busy. Uh, yeah, he will be. Uh, well, the busiest men always are. This gentleman is going to also be busy, and on his social docket, tell me right now there is not events that happen in L.A. that this gentleman is not going to be. It's L.A., dude. I mean, isn't that when you become I'm saying, like Kiffin? required by job? Yeah. Isn't that to when be you be at? But isn't yeah. that when you become? This Kiffin? is part of the reason. Who Kiffin? No, 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 no. These guys. I'm, I'm going to give him up. more credit and think that. He's he, already proven he, he's going to do no. a job. He, first. He's got he, but he has to take advantage of this opportunity. It, I mean, you could always be Kiffin. Um, I, I guess no. This this kid, twenty three year old tight end coach. This guy was a is a football lifer nut. He's not on on, on yeah, Tinder I, swiping the wrong way and no. missing buses. Saving is no, not he leaving will be McVay here behind. He will McVay be is here. not missing any bus in football team history and his lifeblood of Good. being a football guy. No chance he misses the damn bus. This guy's all he's got all of it. But he's pretty handsome at thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and LA likes that. Yeah. He's gonna play well. He's gonna play well oh my and God. I hope it's role. fun for them. They, they have talent on that roster. Um, they they have it. It sucks. It's a tough division. Arizona has a ton of talent. I think Arizona is organizationally one of the most sound in the in the entire league. Right up there with Pittsburgh. Right up there with New England. Right up there with uh, Green Bay, and um, and and, and you have Seattle. So. Uh, I don't know. They needed a pretty face. Yeah, they need they need, they needed <laughs> a lot. You can't move into LA without something I think hot. He's a brilliant well, football mind. I don't want to disrespect him in the least. Yeah, let's talk about our guys. Why not? Minuski. Oh my god. Kavanaugh. But let's Kavanaugh yeah. but but Minuski. Well, I think I mean, is it you say Minuski, I say Minuski. Yeah. I, I don't know. I say I'm saying both. I go back let's and forth. Just, Greg. Whatever it was, the Fu Manchu and the shaved side of the head with the mullet in the back running down on special teams. Yep. And I'm not afraid to admit that part of my love of him as the hire is because we, we've loved him before. And it's not just once. He was Schottenheimer's linebacker coach in 2001. Twice. Twice a Redskin. I, I get it. It's not scientific. It's not part of the numbers. But it means yeah. something around here. Well, he yeah. wasn't, you know, he wasn't. Dar- John Riggins or Daryl Green. And even better. I think he started like fine. 20 out of his 170 games in the history of his career. But he Amazing. was a Redskin. Yes. And grinder, he is a, grinder, a Redskin. A grinder. That's, that's, that's a, maybe uh, what they need. It's a huge Here, aspect of people thing. are missing. With, with, both missing the hires, with both the hires, but especially Minuski, it, it's, it's, it's done. You know, I, I mean... Gotta love him now. And, and And then when you hear about his quote, like, I'm here to chew bubble gum or kick and kick ass and I just ran out of bubble gum and he and he took the quote from Roddy Roddy Piper I mean that got me like I was going to work when I heard that and I was like I, I thought I sent a little yeah. mean Gene Okerlund yeah. you. it was you uh, oh dude tonight. I love the old school WWE yeah. great mean Gene reference WWE my favorite I'm not as cultured in recent years but yes I got the ring for a Christmas present, and man, did we wrestle all day long! Oh, man, I got I got I got jacked Iron up Chief, a little bit Big just listening to that. Hulkster, I'm like, you know what? Under the Giant, 
Those are the yeah. four that came with the rest I mean, of the ring, I believe. People can debate whether it was the yeah. right or the wrong. Or he was the third choice, the first choice, or whatever the hell it was. But at this point, I, I, here, here's why he's I don't care. Uh, he's a Redskin. He's got a proven track record. He's got nine years' experience, uh, nine consecutive years. Everyone's worried that he didn't knock it out of the park because everyone likes to look at the graphs and the numbers that come up, and they are important, and you guys know I love them. But it's not the end-all, be-all. So you got to look behind it a little bit, and you got to see that before he came into San Fran in 2006, they gave up more points than anyone in the NFL. They hired Minuski in his four years as the coordinators, four O coordinators, one a different year each. It wasn't exactly the perfect scenario for him. They had an offense that in one season, in five of the first eight games, at total pass and rush yardage, less than 200 yards. Total Whoa. offense. Whoa. Five times. A historically bad offense. And the guy put up rushing numbers. He got them in the top ten in rush defense. He did some good, great things. That defense kept them in huge games that year. That defense was lauded from anyone that knew anyone. Uh, when you just look at the numbers, that doesn't come across. Indianapolis, they got a dang 4-3, going to the 3-4, hire him just to turn the whole defense around, basically rebuild again. That was a little bit of a turd sandwich for him. You know, some they coach, had talent, though. Yeah, some coaches, just that's just yeah, when you get the going job. Off, yeah. Going off an old statistic yeah. that I don't know if is completely true, but it can't be too far off, is that you gotta, you got to score at least 24 points a game on average to, to have a chance to win a football game, especially in the NFL. Right. And And – if you don't have an offense to do that, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. So, right. can't, records don't always say everything. You know, is he? Is well, his awesome records in Indy playoffs three years in a row aren't exactly as re- reflective as what he did in San Fran to me. And hell, you know he was saying? here for in the first place for a reason. Yeah, we, we those are. I mean, you don't you, you, you don't you don't say oh what you know. But he's not he, he's not a good coach. He's on your staff. I mean, yeah. obviously they think something of him. Well, he, it's not like he was some chump. They were like with, you know, our whole staff forever, and was like brainwashed by the. the no, he should have. He hasn't even been here a year. He was but, a D coordinator on his own. It for wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. He's already been in defensive. It wasn't a Zorn. It wasn't yeah. a Zorn hire in in promotion. No, Without it, a doubt, no. I'm gonna open. No. I'm gonna open up my shirt like Jimmy Thomasula right now. This just as you would. Just as you would look Thomas. for. Just as you would. You would hope to hire a, a coordinator or bring in guys who could potentially be um, eligible to to rise in the ranks. I mean, he he was a defensive coordinator in this league. Uh, we we hired him. He was a position coach, but he he has the ability, obviously, to lead the defense. Um, he he was there waiting in the wings in case we wanted to go in that direction, which we ultimately decided we did want to go in that direction. We did a similar thing on offense with Matt Cavanaugh. Uh, I, I I see these moves as a total buy-in to what we've been doing. Um, it's a very status quo. Keep this train on the tracks. Move both of them in that in that uh, in that regard. And I do think this signals the long-term deal to Kirk Cousins, and, and I and I hope it signals the extension to, to Jay Gruden. I think both of Loyalty those things are possible. Loyalty to what's here, you mean? Or just belief that in the last two years, what, what you're doing, doing is, right. is, yeah. is working, and and it deserves committing to further. And now they're putting the opportunity to have that chance to succeed yeah. while doing that. And if it works out, it's going to look fantastic. If it doesn't, well, they've gotten out. I mean, that's that's honest. I mean, Jay's got two years left, so here we go. This let me is what's tell happening. You, it's going to be one or the other, right? Let me tell you something about I know Matt Cavanaugh and, and uh, Greg Minuski, as I'll say it. Uh, I'll alternate. Um, 
in three years, in two or three years, I fully expect in a very rational and I think uh, reasonable uh, level that one of those two guys will be up for a head coaching job in the NFL because our offense will be uh, will continue to be as good uh, and as potent as it's been um, and or our defense will be so much vastly improved that, that Minuski's name will be elevated to that level. I mean, I believe that our system that, that McLovin, by the way, is in charge of um, with Jay Gruden uh, is, is capable of spitting out coaching candidates for quite some time. And I think these guys, this is their opportunity. This is them. This is like them getting promoted to director uh, on either side of their, you know, their respective, um, uh, you know, disciplines. That they are. This the next step for them uh, is absolutely within within their grasp if if they can they can succeed yeah. in this in this environment. And that's a good point because if you think about it, it's not like you know these guys have just known each other and worked each other for the last two years. I mean, they've, they've cultivated these relationships for a long time in that coaching, in those coaching trees. These, and all as that. Kevin said, this is McLovin so they know, territory. They know what he is. They know what he is, you know, and, and the, the skeptics or the, guy, the, 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 the glass half empty kind of people can say, oh, but nobody else wanted to come. And other people can say, you know, they, they went through a process thoroughly and came out with an outcome they thought at the very beginning was a very possible outcome. They're putting they put together a group. They put together a, they put the band back together in some respects on defense, right, Kev? Without a doubt. Uh, in those years, all four years that Minuski was a D coordinator. Uh, sorry, Joe Bugle, and he said it today. Minuski, Minuski, Minuski said that Joe Bugle used to call him Maskorski. And he never knew why, but I think we all do now. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think we've we've solved that crime. Uh, Minuski, uh, last time that McLuhan, I'm sorry, McLovin, but yeah, I say yeah. McLuhan because he was in San Fran, was the GM. Tom Sula was a D-line coach, and Minuski was a D-coordinator. And that's what we got going here, man. This is, this is Burgundy and Gold 2017, but as everyone has to take a look at it, and what I, I've said previous, there's one step that jumps out at me, boys, just, just, just hear me out real quick. From weeks four till seven in 2014 with the Indianapolis Colts, that defense allowed one third down conversion over four games. Don't you think that resonates around here, fellas? Wow. With all the, in a four game span, there was one third that's down huge, conversion. That's the biggest stat you could ever throw to this Redskins That has base. not happened. And on any team since 1970, that freaked me out. I went okay, and I know his defense is based what on turnovers. What freaks me out is somebody it's actually based on figured turnovers. that out. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you sit that's a, around. That's, a, that's, that's amazing. That's a that, that speaks. It's, the that, second that, part of it is amazing. That, that, that drives that, right to the heart of exactly what we, we can't be the worst in ever, ever again. I, I, can is it possible that you have like a stat about Matt Cavanaugh that in like a five game span he that, that means at least two teams didn't get, he never his red lost zone, his, red, his red zone efficiency was above Matt, like seventeen percent Matt Cavanaugh yeah, exactly yes yes uh, he was he only played in thirteen games but he was he had seventy one touchdown passes yes. in the red zone in the red yes. zone he was one hundred eighteen percent effective <laughs> that's the only time they put him in sorry. Sorry, that was an alternative fact. <laughs> I, now, I, I, I digress. There's still the talent problem. There's still the the, the missing pieces. I mean, and, like and not, no not even talent problem, coach. just missing pieces. <laughs> not, not even not even. We have two D linemen. 
you can be a great coach <laughs> yes. and, and, and do yeah. something better with what we already have. Hopefully the talent is upgraded to a point where, you know, a good coach and better talent um, produces a better product. But the talent piece is still a very big piece. But like I said, it's coming the, along. It's coming when, along. When he came in to San Fran, it was a complete rebuild. They kept the same 3 4, which is a 3 4 hybrid that he talks about. First and second down is essentially a 4 3. Then he gets it's almost becoming an obsolete discussion. It, it, it is. So, but the whole. The, the whole but, but that philosophy. 3 4 4 3. I know. And, uh, but the guys who embrace the disparateness of it, the, the fact that it doesn't matter anymore, that's what we have. Right? I wanted to ask Steve Schaup about Jabril Peppers yeah. because of this factor. We have a sewer Cravens, and they seem to be the same mold. But I seem to think that having more guys like that seems to be better and better for yeah. a defense. And I just wanted I, to hear what that thought process would be. I, I don't know. I don't because I, I think right now it's a it's a trend that has started, and and it's it's. Where you can be as a defensive minded coach, you can be strategic in how you can use him. If you put too many of those guys, a Bill Belichick kind of guy is going to be able to find a way to like use more strength and power to overpower the smaller, more athletic guys. But he so better I, do it in the offseason. I don't know if you can do on it on his roster build. I don't know if you can do it with a bunch of guys, but the trend one is your friend. Who knows? I mean, that's what trends do. I think two freak you start with one guy. Tacklers. You start with one guy. Somebody with may try like to start that. with two. Playmakers. But I don't think you do it now. Can't be bad. But it's just like yeah. offenses, T. Your draft picks dictate towards how you run your offense. You know what I mean? Some guys develop out of nowhere. Some guys you base your whole thing on, disappear, but someone steps in. A power O versus a blah, blah, blah. You got to draft for it. I'll tell you what, T. I see what you're it. saying. That's why the coaches are the best. But that, that'll never happen with the quarterback position at the pro level. No, you're right. You know? So, so it's not a it, – it's – I don't know. On Jabril Peppers, um, right now I think his average draft position across a lot of uh, mocks is right in the middle of the first round. I'm not convinced – A, I'm not convinced that McLovin sees him there, and B, I'm not convinced that the league sees him there. I mean, he was projected to be uh, – even to be lower than that. Potential um, offensive weapon too, though. I know, I know. And special teams weapon. Yeah, but that's a terrible first round – I, you can do that later rounds. You have to can't miss on the first. You have to can't. We need to can't miss saying. her. But I, I know I'm saying with you, he seems like such a ferocious athlete. But McLovin likes him big, broad shouldered. Hey, hey, listen, if if beefy. they if they had a roll for him on day one, sign me up. He wants to have the biggest long snapper. He wants to have the biggest kicker. Yeah. He wants yeah. to have the biggest player at every position. He just says, "Sorry, I'm." I'm, I'm Sounds uh, like a complex. Uh, yeah, the, no. The, the, the quote is, "He's like, I might be a dinosaur, but I like him big, bigger and better." And uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's a it's, big man's league. It's Moneyball. The the uh, size in 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 football, the 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 size measurements are the Moneyball. I mean. You know, you like Josh Norman's length, even Bashad Breland's for that matter. Um, but guys like that, Will Blackman, I think that that was a hidden strength of his. I mean, he was just so long. I mean, when you look at Richard Sherman, if you if you, if you ever have the opportunity just to get glimpses of him when he's standing next to normal sized people, like when he's playing against, I mean, it's I, unreal. I, I want to listen, but it's killing me because we all got to hear Fred Smoot talk to us and say that when the D backs meet each other from all over the league at the all you know the Pro Bowl or at the Combine, or whatever, they're, they're sizing each other up and he said we're all about 5'11", 6'1", in between, you know, about 190 and 180. 
And now we're trying to see who's got the longer fingers, who's got the bigger feet, because they've got the bigger feet, then you got the bigger hand. It, it was to me, it was mesmerizing. Yeah, because I know we all, how competitive we all know what I hate. Dallas is looking at, but <laughs> I hate Dallas. Cheeks, wants his big butt <laughs> players. He said, "Hey, I yeah. hate might be doctor the doctor cheeks of Hawks yeah. Haven. <laughs> He's the ass man all day. Oh, I, but I'm but I'm I'm behind it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say that regularly, but I am. Can't be. When I grew up, it was he's a little light in the ass. That was it. Well, yeah. we're, we're approaching draft season where I mean, we're in draft season where they take those measurements. Yeah. And 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 and, and by the way, gentlemen, it wasn't me I was it. talking about. I was not light in the ass. I was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, of course. But not. I'm saying they the, put the, a lot the, of the stock phrase. Into that stuff. Oh, it's a ton well, of stock. Now that oh, you uh, see that you're just leading me right into my Matt Jones. Small hand story, which I'm not going to say, do yet Matt again. Jones, but RG3 but just, versus just Russell like, Wilson. Just like it went to production, pre-production meeting. I know, I know. Hey, well, maybe we all should join Kumbaya. I think, I think this, I think that's a, that's a proper journey um, down Redskins Lane for uh, um, for for the state of the town. They are, after all, 0 and 1 in 2017. They got to live with that until the next time they take the field. Um, but you know what? There's some well, other teams. will be the only team in 2017 without a winning record. I was going to say, well, Sorry. the Nats are still 0-0, but the Nats will have a winning record yes, they by will. the time the Redskins play again. Um, the Caps are, I believe, at 11-2 and at this moment, uh, unless they came back to beat the Senators. Uh, you know, when we start recording, ladies and gentlemen, we go in. We're in a black box. Way to date box. the recording, Ken. Yeah. Way to, way to dating, go. We're dating it all the way. Dun, dun, dun. Wiz, 9-4. I got, I got the... Uh, DC sports teams in 2017 thus far. We're, we're basically through January at 20 and seven. That's not bad. That means that means you're on average once again the average daily fan saying, experience. I think the home record between the Wiz and the Caps in it's, this it's, month it's, is it's beyond undefeated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's absurd. You can't. You're 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 Wiz bound to tune in, in a row, tune into a win. Before we got live, we watched the end of the funeral game. You know, if the Celtics want to go blackout on us and have Jay Crowder poke our guy in the nose, well, we're going to call you back out, funeral game, dress black, and take you down by 15 at home after we call it out. And you laugh at us. We're super tight 90 shirts. as they interviewed all the Celtics today, make sure everyone realizes that that whole team laughed at us. Oh, they want to go blackout, but we'll see what happens. And then got worked by 15. How much more fun is it that instead of the – when they first started the season and it was all about John Wall and Beal's relationship and John Wall's this and not 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 you know stepping up or whatever to to now that being the storyline uh, that that it's a, because it's, of John Wall and Brad Beal correct and and you've been watching they've turned this around they've turned this around I know you've and been paying attention it's fun Otto Porter oh Marquise yeah. Morris our center gets eleven a game and. Averages more rebounds a game. Awesome. That guy runs the lane. John Wall finds him on the secondary fast break, and he finishes as well as any center in the league. It's pretty awesome. They have a neat deal. And for, Ke- and for Keegan's sake, because he corrected me on text, Oubre. I, Oubre. I don't listen to Keegan on text, Oubre. and I don't try and, but Oubre. Oubre. Kelly Oubre Jr., and while we're on that topic, and busting out Mary J to start this out, uh, a happy 40th to Kevin Walsh. There you go. Turned 40 today. Finally, he may not get guarded. He still looks, well, I was going to say, he still looks 12. Yeah. He, he <laughs> does not smoke cigarettes, but if he did, 
I would love that 40. Uh, not only is he not 21. Oh, no, 18. Sorry. Happy birthday, Happy buddy. Happy birthday, brother. Absolutely. LT in the house. Well, uh, the perfect example of a person who's helping raise the average daily fan experience uh, of enjoying sports in this town, along with some other guys. Obviously, your Kevin Ewalds, your Mike Params, your Joe Marangolos. Joe Marangolo. Yeah, of course. A little Joe Marangolo. Pat Judge. Shout out to the Conto brothers. Judge. The Conto brothers are at pretty much every Caps game. They're killers. They're yeah. in there. They're in the mix. Skins, diehards, obviously. Are. Well, we've covered the average daily fan experience. I think we've covered the training. We've covered the titles, the lack thereof, um, and and star power. Those are the four main categories that we set out to um, kind of cage in and uh, define our sports town. In general, with a huge, huge you know, space in the titles category and, and a recognition that postseason um, exploits uh, don't exactly match up to what we see on a daily basis uh, as far as sports go in this town. I got to say, it's a pretty great place to be a sports fan. Oh, I mean, I, I, the heart right now it is. I, I think I, right now it is. I keep, I want to pinch Enjoy myself. the moment. Enjoy the moment. I don't mean pinch myself like bubble. Like, wow. Smell the roses. Good. We're earning them. We're working hard for it them. It could be a whole hell of a lot worse. Do you, do you, can you just and think about this? That. In like a month and, and a half, that. two months, we're, we, we have the very real possibility that on any, that on, on a ad day, you know, and, and maybe one or two days a week, you have, you'll have the opportunity to watch three uh, Washington, D.C. sports teams get a win. And, the, and that the odds will be, will be on their side. Because at this point in time, the Nats, the Wiz, and the Cavs are more likely to be the favorite in their game than, than not. Um, that's unreal. I have not paid attention to the, uh, the, 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 the stats on this, but have, has attendance been up for Wiz? I know well, it was, yeah, it was it's a horribly low. The house is low. rocking tonight. I heard it was horribly low no, no, at no. one point. No, no, you win 14 games in a row, and you call the funeral game out, so, and the place went crazy. Yeah, tonight. yeah. No, people were showing up. energy. Tonight was nice. It's and, not FedEx. I mean, it's a huge thing it. about D.C. sports. There's so much out there, you know, yeah. that when it's not good, people aren't showing up. But when you start playing good, and you start putting out a product that's worth the dollar, people show up. Yep. And right now... Pretty much every ticket. Well, the true fans are is, behind is the, worth true the is worth the buck. And but it's also a different thing at this age for us. It's difficult for us to get out to the game on yeah. a weeknight. There's school and there's this and there's Kids. that and blah blah blah. And so I don't take that like personally. I think there's a ton of you know the three of us out here. You know that maybe I know you get to a lot of games, but no, you're not a season ticket holder that nope. you're religiously well, going. He also has St. Megan who. True. Pretty much blesses him True. every time but he asks to go to it. No, there's been many a for time. work purposes. T. Hey, I'll give Saint Aaron. She has told. She'll sure. say to me, uh, "Nats are playing on Wednesday. You should go, like with your friends." Yeah, and I'm like, "Thanks." If she ever I, says and that. Saint Leslie, you and I don't go. Saint Leslie has to deal with me traveling for for Maryland right. football games and there all that go. too. I get See? it, and, but uh, but all those Ken, all three of those Ken Saints certainly let us does do this go every, to a lot of games. But all three of those <laughs> Saints let us do this every Tuesday, which yes. allows us to deliver whatever we're delivering. But I love delivering yeah. with the both of you. Uh, it's awesome, man. 
Every time anyone asks us, what do we say? We have so much fun. It's a great sports town. It's the, it, it is the reason why this podcast is even possible. Um, but more than anything else, uh, it sets the tone for a great 2017 um, where, as a D.C. sports fan, you're more likely than not to turn on your TV and watch your team win. Um, you're more than likely than not to watch your team qualify for the postseason. And you know what? Let's just end it right there for, hey, the, for the moment. Let's take our chances at that point. Good, it, it, it's a good start to the 2017. Yeah. And really I raise a glass. I raise a glass to it, Josh. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm all about you know, that. Just, just because it's not New Year's anymore doesn't mean you can't no. cheers. Right? I think this is, is a time to be positive. There's, this, is, this, is not, this is not the time to, uh, to, to, to worry or be concerned about our teams. I want to say thank you to Kevin Ricca, Tim Strachan, Thank you, Ken. Oh, hey. Thanks, Director. <laughs> and uh, thanks to all the ladies. And thanks to all the ladies. To all the ladies. Stephen Lynch style. This was The Audible. <laughs>